It's the Michelle the Trainer Show with your host, Michelle the Trainer. Michelle the Trainer. MTT is Michelle the Trainer. Aloha and welcome to episode 12 of the Michelle the Trainer Show. Today's very special guest star is Earth Dr. Reese Halter, who is an esteemed conservation biologist and award-winning environmental broadcaster. His passion for wildlife is contagious, and his solutionary actions for protecting our planet are ceaseless. To join Dr. Halter on his crusade to save nature now, please visit drreese.com, drreese.com, and theocherproject.org. That's O-C-H-R-E, theocherproject.org. Hashtag love is the solution. Let's get to it. Aloha. It's Michelle the Trainer. Welcome to episode 12. How are you doing? Anyway, it's really early morning here and I just wanted to talk to you about the types of shows inside the Michelle the Trainer show. If you want to only hear a certain type of show, you can tell by the file name. So the file name that I am uploading to Podbean or Stitcher or iTunes, if you look in the file name, you'll be able to know if it's a productivity tool show then the name will be Tool Talk. If it's about transportation tech, which I haven't done one yet, and we're on 12, some are coming soon, that'll be transportation tech. A green tech show will be called Liquid Hike. An interesting interview will be called An Interesting Interview. I might do variety shows. I don't know what other kind of shows we're going to do because it's all about you and your feedback and your questions. So, you know, call or email me anytime. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know who you want to hear and I got to go to work and I'll talk to you later. All right, thanks. Bye. Good morning. My name's Jules Farrell. I'm with Sea Shepherd Australia and I am the Sydney coordinator for the Sydney chapter. And I have uh, four co-coordinators as well that helped me out because uh, we're one of the biggest chapters in Australia. Look up what we do. Uh, you just go to seashepherd.org.au and you can get all the information about what Sea Shepherd Australia is doing. And I'm speaking to you on the Michelle the Trainer Show. Aloha and welcome to the Michelle the Trainer Show. Today we have a very, very special guest, Dr. Reese Halter, and he is a super environmentalist and globetrotter and is looking out for all of us and Mother Planet Earth on multiple levels. Thanks so much for joining us, Dr. Reese. Hey, thanks for having me. So tell me everything you know about solar. Well, I'll tell you, this is um, the most important thing is, A, solar is a no-brainer, B, affordable for anyone, but superseding A and B, there's a terrible problem that we're faced with globally right now, Michelle, and that is an ugly, filthy, disgusting word, subsidies. Oil, gas, coal, and fracking are receiving $5.6 trillion annually each year, and it's disrupting progress. It is the bottleneck that is preventing our best friend, innovation, from enabling 7.3 billion people, which according to the United Nations, is going to be 8 billion by 2024, from existing on our planet. Our planet is terribly ill. It's overheating. And we're seeing, we're just seeing the telltales of the overheat. And we haven't even reached 
uh, one degree centigrade over pre-industrial carbon dioxide levels. So let's uh, let's take a step or two back. When we burn uh, fossil fuels, coal, oil, or gas, a solid or a liquid, energy is neither created nor destroyed. It's just transformed. So when we when we burn that, we're releasing into the atmosphere. Car- predominantly carbon dioxide. It's a heat-trapping gas. Unequivocally, it's going up. We, what we do in science is we're really good at measuring things. I mean, uber good. And we see that now we've crossed the 400 parts per million CO2 level, which uh, it goes back now millions of years, the last time this happened. When CO2 was that high the last time. We have a little problem. Ocean levels were somewhere between 10 and 25 feet above where they are. And guess what? Most of us live in coastal cities around the globe. So we're heading for global dysfunction of all coastal cities. So we got a problem here. And given we have a problem, and humans are exquisite problem solvers, because that's what we do, and we make kick-ass tools, it's time that we stop subsidizing, according to the International Monetary Fund report in late May, $5.6 trillion to the people that are killing our planet. Now, let's say you don't buy any of this. I'll tell you what we all buy. We all buy air, oxygen. Three out of every four breaths of air come from the phytoplankton on our oceans. We're missing 40% of Earth's phytoplankton because... The cold currents in the ocean that carry all of the nutrients, predominantly iron and nitrogen, up to the surface so that the phytoplankton, the plants in the ocean, can exist, fertilize, and provide us with oxygen. It's not happening. So it's also the mercury poisoning from burning coal, which is the number one energy source globally right now is releasing megatons of mercury poisoning. Our oceans have tripled in mercury poisoning in the last 50 years. If you eat anything, Michelle, anything, plants or animals out of the ocean, you're eating poison. It's just a matter of how much. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to interrupt. Let's go back. Okay, let's go back to what is photosynthesis on a very basic level. Photosynthesis is the process of whereby a plant makes its food. Plants are producers, right? That's what they do. Consumers, like us, eat plants. So the process is a a threefold process. It requires the sun's energy. It requires a green leaf. It requires a colorless, odorless gas we've all heard too much of, carbon dioxide. And, And it requires the sun's energy. And it mixes the gas with the water at the leaf and it makes sugar, sugar that we eat, sugar like maple syrup, but not just maple syrup, sugar. It stores it in wood. Wood is mostly carbon. And as a matter of fact, we owe everything, like the whole, the entire enchilada, to trees because trees of 300 million years ago are the coal, oil, and gas we're burning today. So the process is the process, and it's a no-brainer, Michelle, if we take a solar panel 
a basic photovoltaic cell and we absorb the sun's energy. There's no moving parts. They've only been in outer space working for 35 years under the most extreme conditions we know. And they're still doing it. It's a wonderful thing. And, you know, the, the media today is, is an, a predominantly a fairly evil beast because they're in, they learned from uh, Randolph Hearst 100 plus years ago that bad news, A, sells, but B, keeps people fearful. And when you're in fear, how are you supposed to make a decision? Well, you're not. So they don't really report on the good stuff. The listeners need to understand that last month we had an amazing win because we reached a milestone of generating here on little old planet Earth, 1% of the global energy right now comes from sun. Now, you might think, oh, come on, the guy's blowing smoke 1%. But let me, let me remind the listeners, in 2004, the 1% translates to approximately 176 gigawatts of energy, all right? In 2004 we were making a paltry four gigawatts of energy. And over the course of um, the last 11 years, we have doubled and doubled and doubled our capacity. And it's now becoming very apparent, like in countries, for instance, like Holland, that just had a, a, a landslide ruling the other week on being forced to lower their, their uh, fossil fuel emissions because most of the country is below sea level and the seas are rising. If you're in Florida right now, you're shatting bricks because the ocean's rising and you have saltwater intrusion. And guess what? They're shutting wells down. They're shutting freshwater wells down, some cities, because their water is being contaminated. So all of this, all of this uh, disinformation, the web is perhaps an interesting tool. Sadly, it too has been tainted because it's become a massive disinformation machine by the oil, gas, and coal frackers that are saying, nothing's going on, Michelle. Everything's good. Really? <laughs> interesting. So, okay, let's go back. Let's go back to, I just want to remind everybody, because again, for some of us, it's been quite a while since we've looked at science. And again, there is a lot of misinformation out there. And I, I'm a little bit more in the know, but I learn a lot from you and from other uh, great resources that I, I have available to me globally. But so photosynthesis is what trees give us oxygen, right? At the end of the day, trees are gathering well, the anything. sun's energy and they're giving out, they're taking carbon dioxide, which we don't want, and turning it into oxygen, which we do want. And this well, is the same it. thing, right, that's happening on the surface of the ocean with yeah. phytoplankton because these are plant-based plankton and they, they are on the surface of the ocean. I had Jules Farrell on and mm -hmm. we spoke about, you know, the oceans. And, and again, you and I know that the oceans are also... Um, you know, becoming polluted. So in, in and among the phytoplankton, now we're finding oil and plastics. Well, and plastic, there's six times more plastic, at least six times more plastic than phytoplankton. But, but let's take a couple steps back. The, the important thing for the listener to know is in this wonderful process of photosynthesis, when the plant removes the carbon dioxide, it, it, it breathes in carbon dioxide and exhales oxygen. Now, all, all green, from green grass to green shrubs to, 
trees. It just so happens that on land, trees, and it's ancient trees, it's the ancient trees that are invaluable because they are the most exquisite carbon dioxide warehouses. They store more, they, they absorb more of the um, carbon dioxide and hold it in their wood than anything that's living. For every one ton of ancient wood, that tree has sucked a ton and a half of carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere, and it's given off a ton of oxygen. And listeners, it is amazing reading if you want to Google about the ancient forests and the ancient trees and read the statistics about uh, the benefits. Is It's amazing. And I learned that from Dr. Reese Halter. Any of the business people will know this. The most current information leads to the best decisions. No business person puts on horse blinders and said, I know everything and I don't need to know anything. They're constantly assimilating new information. And I guess the frustrating thing is that the businessmen and women that listen that are listening to the show, many, I would say most, if not all, are not receiving millions, billions, or trillions of dollars each year for doing uh, something that's killing the earth. My point is, if oil, gas, coal, and fracking are so benevolent, so good, so necessary, why is it, Michelle, that they are receiving $5.6 trillion? The answer, in many cases, sadly, is payback. They have placed politicians where they are, and the politicians bend over backwards to hand the money back to them. Uh, it, it is infuriating. It's unnecessary. And, by the way, if... Uh, the listeners have children or grandchildren, there's no way that we can continue to do what we're doing because let's say you don't believe anything I've said in the last 15 minutes, but let's say you don't. Irrefutably, Greenland and the Antarctic are melting at an extraordinary rate. We're watching it. We're measuring it. That's what we do in science. We measure things. And it's happening before our eyes. So the only thing we can do is adjust it. And part of the adjusting process is to embrace solar energy. Because solar energy is a clean source of, uh, and, 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 a, and a, 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 it's a source of energy that is easy to tap into. It's easy to store with uh, Tesla's new batteries called power walls that are available and will be globally available quite quickly, these systems are able to store the energy that your rooftop makes all day long and you're able actually to go off grid and you're able to take your own power back. Some houses will actually make more energy than they use and in most of the states in America now, the governments have mandated that the electricity companies here in Southern California, Southern California Edison, or in Northern Cali Pacific Gas and Electric, they, they have to take that energy back. So they buy it from you. So it, it's a wonderful way to really take your power back. I can assure listeners uh, that, I, and I've seen them, um, Tesla is coming out with the Model S 
uh, later this year, uh, certainly early next year. This is a this is a phenomenal electric car that can go almost 300 plus miles on one charge for 35,000 before the incentives are laid on the table. It is a time to celebrate innovation, not sneer at it. I can assure you all of these self-serving and every last, almost every last one of them are, I'm disgusted to say, while they sneer at science and say, I'm not a scientist, I don't know, pertaining to the climate crisis, because it's happening, they have their smartphones, their tablets, and their GPSs, and they're eating pharmaceutical drugs. Where do you think they came from? Science. Scientists aren't in the business of fabricating. Climate scientists are far from, they're not making anything per se from delivering clean information in terms of what's happening. We need to adjust. Homeowners can adjust. We were talking uh, before the interview how they can adjust. Some people can afford to buy these solar panels outright. Other people may be creative and, and may be able to take a small extra mortgage out on their home and uh, afford the panels. And there, for those that can't, don't have the means, there are companies throughout Southern California, throughout America, as a matter of fact, that will outfit your home with solar panels at a 0.00 cost to you. They own the equipment, not you. You pay them a monthly utility, not Southern California Edison if you're in Southern California. And it's a win-win for everyone, particularly the environment. Because, Michelle, the biggest, for most people, the biggest carbon footprint how much energy we're spending comes from our homes. So if you can take your home off the coal-fired power grid here in Southern California, Edison, that's where they get it, we win. And also, the listeners might be very interested to know that there's about 600 uh, mid-sized coal plants in America. Those 600 coal plants use four times the amount of water then all 330 million of us who are some in Southern California still watering their lawns, I don't know why, but coal uses a tremendous amount of fresh water. And, and the fact is, the most important natural resource we now have, other than our trees, is fresh water. Well, and we have to make sure, I mean, the coal is a, is a whole nother, I mean, that's, it's a dangerous job. It has to be moved around, which, you know, is more energy expended. If anybody wants to know, I can help them locate solar programs in your area, even globally. And we were talking also, Dr. Reese, I know I've seen, you know, like in Israel, for example, every home has a solar water heater. No muss, no fuss. It just is. Yeah. Every house has one. And so what have you seen globally? No brainer. Well, first of all, kudos to Hawaii because Hawaii leads the nation in their solar commitment. Uh, California obviously is is running a close second, but I would say the duality of the world. Uh, I just came back from Australia. Australians are in an interesting position. One almost one in seven homes is equipped with solar panels, and the Australian government as usual, bet the farm 
on they spend a, a paltry fifty billion dollars to upgrade their electrical uh, wires and their whole infrastructure around the nation. And so, as a part of that, they're charging their users more for electricity. Well, while they're charging their users more for electricity, more homes are going to solar. People are, are getting away from the grid. So it is. Sure, a, it's, it's just like here when the price of gas went up, now everybody's got a Prius. Nobody's confused right. when it right. starts that, to hit your household that's, bottom that's line, the, right? That's the Model S's at 35000 that's a you know that's coming into the affordability range for most people seeking a, a a new car, and then I'm sure the pre-owned in a year or so after that will be affordable for most people who are in the pre-owned car market. Sure, and it'll be a car that retains its resale as well, just like the Prius has. Right, and you come home and you plug your car into your home that has a solar panel, and now you've taken your first. Uh, carbon footprint your house off the off the game board and then your second your car that's off. so cool so it's coming and i mean you know look look 40 years ago when steve jobs and steve wozniak sat in steve jobs's parents garage they only heard no probably 10 or 15 million times but they <laughs> persevered because you think about it if we didn't embrace innovation where would we be, right? Innovation is our middle name. So a deliberate bottleneck by governments propping up the, I'm going to cuss, but I'm not, the Koch brothers <laughs> is ridiculous. What the, what the frack do the Koch brothers need to have access to, to hundreds of billions of dollars of subsidies? You, you, Royal Dutch Shell up in the Chuck GC that are are now digging in to to my ocean and 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 it's not if the, it's when there's a disaster they're being subsidized. Sure, and it's not even if you're an ocean person or not. We need and we depend on the ocean. The episode with uh, Jules Farrell, uh, by the way, from Australia, was episode nine. And and this is beautiful information because this gives the power back to the people, and we realize that you we've illustrated these imbalances in the globe, and yeah. we are connected with people that can give us the statistics and the measurements that make it it's a reality, and we know it's a reality, right? I mean, again, I, you know, I, I I'm not yeah. And the Prius is not like the best looking car I've ever seen, right? But but everybody's got one because it's a practical, functional, futuristic yeah, we're doing, we're doing solution. We're trying to do our we're, part. And this is beyond, you know, everybody changed their light bulbs and every but solar is really an amazing thing. I spoke with um also on the show, we had uh Jeff King in podcast seven to speak about uh Muse School and James and Susie Cameron's solar uh flowers i think you were there for that yes. right yes. i met you i met you at muse school calabasas yes. true true and then you so the schools are off grid people are off grid for anybody who wants a a a, a, a spectacle of their eyes google uh tesla's new giga factory in nevada there there they'll be producing not only model s's but the power wall batteries, the entire factory 
is slated to be off grid. You know, here's the thing, Michelle. People really forget this in the age of fear, sadly. We're all powerful people. We all have the ability to be game changers. And we all should try to be. By taking our power back, each of us are making a massive dent together we're getting this thing under control so that you know we got to look at these things optimistically and pragmatically your listeners many are engineers and business people they they look very watch very closely uh input and output and and the the solar deal is is exciting and it's doable and 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 it's empowering it is it is again anything you know, and again, I, I encourage everybody to share this information. If anybody wants any resources for any solar rebates or programs or vendors or contractors, I have all of that information for quite a few global areas. Um, I really want to thank Dr. Reese because he is such a deep, fascinating plethora of passionate information. I, I enjoy every moment I'm hearing from him uh, speaking for him, uh, speaking with him, sharing his information. Yeah, so hopefully we're getting everybody uh, excited about solar and trying, again, together we can try and make some of these things a little bit more balanced uh, for a more balanced future. And at the end of the day, it helps us have, like, oxygen, which is important. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I didn't mention, I mean, the, the reality, uh, speaking of oxygen, is that my colleagues, both in the Southern Hemisphere in Tasmania and at Scripps uh, out of uh, San Diego, La Jolla, uh, have shown that since 1985, Michelle, we've been losing 19 molecules of oxygen per million every year. That we're missing 570 molecules of oxygen because we're burning in excess of 96 million metric tons of fossil fuels daily. We, we have to change this up. We are oxygen dependent. Without oxygen, we're slower, we're grumpier, we're, we can't learn and uh, we can't breathe. So we all know that uh, the, the, the graph is on the web, I have it. I'll send it to you. Please Michelle. send it, and I'll add it to the show notes. Post it, absolutely. And so, we, you know, here's the thing: when you make a mistake, we're all human. We we learn, we correct from it, and move on. But to deliberately continue to make a mistake and subsidize the people that <laughs> least need to be subsidized is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, we have a beautiful planet and there's beautiful things here. And again, the oceans and the phytoplankton and the, it, it, again, it, it's a balance. The, the trees, each tree is so valuable and so fascinating. But the, these interesting things that we don't think about, you know, we get caught up in the daily grind and we don't think about photosynthesis. We don't think about, um, oh, one, one last question, Dr. Reese. I want to go back to the ozone layer. Yeah. How does how does this fossil fuel thing? Because again, these are things that that people have heard in the news, but maybe it hasn't come up recently. Remember, aerosol cans went away because we were worried about holes in the ozone layer. What's what's the yeah, new the information on that? Well, the the we were using a, a chlorine based molecule 
that was known to rip a hole in our ozone. And that's a good example where in the early 80s, I think it might even have been 1980, it was called the Montreal Protocol. And all nations uh, globally uh, agreed to quickly, as quickly as they could, phase the chlorine molecules out of refrigeration units, Freon predominantly. And over the last uh, 35 plus years, uh, it, 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 the, the holes have considerably healed. So what we need to do now is follow that model. The uh, world leaders are meeting in Paris in December to attempt to agree upon reducing our dependency on fossil fuels. And, you know, all I would say is take the $5.6 trillion in subsidies away. Yes, the price of energy will rise, but you know what? The market will settle out pretty quickly. And all your listeners all, and all entrepreneurs know this. Entrepreneurs are risk takers. Elon Musk is a risk taker. He's the founder of Tesla. Motors, yeah. And, and so that's all that any uh, reasonable person would ask that you don't subsidize the Koch brothers. They, 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 they don't need it. Together, they're worth about $120 billion. You know, I don't see that they need that. In Royal Dutch Shell and, and BP, the killers of the Gulf of... But again, it's going to be just like gas. When the price of gas goes up, people are smart enough to look for an alternative. And so if you're not solar yet, you're going to be solar soon. Absolutely right. Jump yeah. on the bandwagon now. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank the listeners so much. And if you have any questions, please let me know. We can, we can, uh, I'm sure we can persuade Dr. Reese to come back and share some more fascinating information with us. And Dr. Reese, thank you so much for everything you always do. Thanks, Michelle. All right. Bye bye. Find us at M I C H E L E, thetrainer.com. Read Michelle's blog posts at engineeringwellness.com. At M I C H E L E, trainer on Twitter. 